What's up, niggas? <laughs> What's up, y'all? We it's back. A, it's another episode of Host on Black Girl Podcast. I am your co-host, Kayla, but you can call me Kay. And I'm Camry. <laughs> um, today we want to talk about a lot of stuff. Like, first we're gonna we want to. Well, first of all, our last episode that dropped is on Patreon. So subscribe to our Patreon. It's only. Five dollars. So subscribe. So subscribe. And the last episode, the last episode that we dropped is actually on Patreon. So, and that's a little more. It's a little more juicy. If you want what we have to offer, which is complete like tea, and we know that you bitches love drama, (laughs) and no nicknames, name drops. Yep. (laughs) Ow. Then subscribe to our Patreon. Subscribe. Period. Yes. So, of course, we're going to start with the life be life in. We're going to start with brand shit. Because we trying to figure life out with this shit. Yeah. So, as always, we're going to reiterate that it's just Cam, I, and Zachary. (laughs) <laughs> Shout out to my man Zach. <laughs> and we be doing it and doing it well, like everything um by ourselves. Um recently we kinda like had somebody try to come at us because we're not signed to a network. And it wasn't just somebody, it was two people. But the one somebody we was actually cool with. Cool. And the craziest part about that whole thing is like, we didn't know the animosity was there. I didn't even know it was beef, to be honest. Because I you're a non-motherfucking factor. Um, but apparently it was beef. But we addressed all that in the um the Patreon, Patreon episode. But I do want to say that I find it very funny how... Bitches will throw stones and then hide their hands. And then it's just like when it gets to a point where a bitch like me or even Kella, we want to address it. It's like, oh, I'm Beyonce to the shit. When they started the bullshit, a motherfucking lie. Um, I feel like everybody likes to be on some fake mature shit and it's not giving it. Y'all be messy as hell. The messiest one be like, I'm too old for this. I'm really grown. The Act messiest like ones. And it's just like, it's it's very frustrating because me in particular, I know Kelly, I know you feel this way too, but it's just like when people try to pick and pick and pick, I'm always going to defend myself. I don't give a fuck how I look. I, I, I don't care how I look to the masses. I don't care how I look to people. I'm always going to defend myself because you're not going to sit here on the internet and play and fucking play with me. So... No, you know what? I, I told, I said, I posted this on my story like a couple of days ago. I'm like, I'm going to learn to just be Beyonce to, to the mess. I'm not Beyonce. I'm like Cardi B when I, when people try to play with me. Like I always respond. I'm very reactive because it's just like, you're not going to play on my name like this. You're, you're not going to do that. You're not going to get away with it. So I'm not Beyonce to the mess. I'm sorry. I'm really not. Um, So yeah, that's all I got to say. For me, I already know how I feel. I don't really care about much of anything. So... It's really like, whoop my ass if you really feel that way. Which they ain't going to do. Because they smarter than that. <laughs> they smarter than that. Pop me. Um, pop me in my mouth, sis. 
I want you to. But they're not going to do that. Um, so we wanted to adjust that. Um, also, recently, like, since we've been getting a little bit more traction, it is kind of, like, it's more difficult to distinguish, like, fake love from real love. Um, A lot of people... <laughs> I don't care to distinguish uh, it anymore, especially in this city. That is true. It's like, Cause most we'll of y'all figure it out know. in the long run anyway. It's not even that. Because I was having a conversation and I was just like, to be honest, none of these niggas really give a fuck. They don't give, they're never going to give a fuck until you really start popping. Until everybody else sees your worth, they're never going to see your worth. They're going to act true. like it. They're going to support make them a believer. private and everything. You just have to make them a believer and if it's only two people believing in you, you go with the, those two people because mm-hmm. something's going to hit. Not everything. Like, we have episodes that did very well. We had episodes that did not do well at all. And it's like, it's going. we're going to keep on shooting. We're going to keep on shooting until... And just putting it out there. Like, we've had... I just talked to Kella about this. Like, we've had episodes where, like, after we done filming, we like, damn, that was shitty. Yep. <laughs> that was the shittiest fucking episode we ever did. And I be thinking that a lot, too. Um... But it's like, you still put the content out. You still put the content out. And honestly, like, so for example, I thought the In Loving Memory episode was shitty, but people fucked with that joint. She had another one that she ain't like, but people fucked with that joint too. I try so, not to say anything because I just... It's like, that's that's what's a part of being a creative, to be honest. You're not always going to create stuff that you like. Exactly. You're not. Sometimes, or in the moment, you might like it, but when you like go back and look at it, you might not really fuck with it. Yeah. And that's okay. It is. Because this is all trial and error. We just trying to figure this shit out. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. We also got juggling brand stuff in our personal life. And, yeah. That, but I guess we can, with our, with our personal life, be life and life. We, we can just talk, talk about, about it. That. Yeah. Um, people copying our marketing and how frustrating it is because they have more of an audience than we do. Yeah, that really sucks because we really do be trying. Like, first of all, like I'm not gonna lie, like I be trying to come up with shit at fucking work, getting in trouble at work for being on my phone and shit. Cause me and Cam like really just got a really great idea at ten thirty in the morning. No real shit. Like, <laughs> like I'm really putting a lot. I'm putting a lot on the line for this. Like. I'm putting a lot. I put myself in debt, debt for this shit. And the thing is, I'm I'm already in debt. Me too. From going to college, going to college, and I'm putting myself in even more debt because I believe in this shit. Having to explain shit to my family, having to like really like bet on myself because I don't know. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like. Like, I'm trying to do that. All Like, I'm trying to be everything to everybody. And mm-hmm. it's like, you niggas that sit here and watch watch us like hawks. Watch us like hawks. Well, watch us from different pages and, and everything. everything. Just to see what we got cooking up. And it's to the point where it's just like... We can't like, even express ourselves. I, that too. That's nothing I wanted to touch on. Like, I can't even... As a brand, we can't even pop our shit. We can't be confident in what the fuck we're doing. We can't talk about our accomplishments without bitches thinking we coming for them. And it's like, <clears throat> it's not my responsibility to kind of like censor myself and how proud I am of myself or just us as a brand, period. 
it's not my responsibility to try to like censor that to make you feel more secure in yourself. Like it's that's especially that's when not, nobody was fucking thinking about you. Nobody be thinking about y'all, and that's the crazy part. Like y'all, like, and y'all know I'll, y'all see me. I always be talk about how it's it's good to be delusional. It is, but to a certain extent, like y'all bitches are really delusional as hell to think that y'all be on our minds when we be talking when we be popping our shit. Honestly, everybody, both, we both have ADHD. Like, do you really think we're thinking about? Exactly. That's you another would, point. Do you, you, really you think they're thinking about you? <laughs> they do, Kayla. <laughs> they do. They think we talk. We we thinking about them. Only normal people think about other people. I do not be thinking about y'all bitches. I really don't. Um, so I might hyper focus, but I'll never hyper focus on another bitch <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever. It's like I can't. We we just can't be proud of ourselves without people taking it personally. People saying, oh, they're throwing shots at us. They're subbing us. I, whole time, I'm just like, what? what? What the fuck are you even talking about? Like, what? I really do think about myself more than I think about anybody else. Yeah. Me too. Like, um, I'm I'm self-centered. I'm y'all be in your own heads, yo. Like, y'all be in your own you heads. You be in your own way. Nobody be thinking about y'all. And honestly, y'all be living off of your high school clout. Like, y'all still be having that high from when y'all was popular in high school. Y'all be letting the followers get to y'all head. For real. And it's just like, you bitches are really stupid. Very stupid. Especially when we really get love in real life. Real life. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's just all we got for our brand stuff. Um. Okay. So for my life be life, I kind of wanted to talk about how I hate being perceived on social media. So I was having a conversation with Kella about... Remember how when Instagram first came out, you could just post shit. Yes. Like just post like you could post a cup of coffee or just post like a picture of just and anything. it don't have to be good quality. You it don't gotta be, be good quality. You just post stuff that you're interested in, and nobody has like all these think pieces about it. Nobody's thinking too deep into like whatever the fuck you're posting. I that's the era that I we grew up in. Like we was around when Instagram first came out. For real, and, and I was like, like in middle school. Exactly, and it's like, ooh, make sure you pour me some too. But it's of like course. now. I can't even do that. Like, I've learned that I just got to stop posting stuff that I'm into. I got to stop sharing my thoughts on things because y'all really will sit there and act like y'all know somebody based off of what they post. Like, I can post, like, something like, I'll share my thoughts on something or, like, my emotions on something, and people will think that I'm going through shit. I'm just like, no, I thought this was, like, a space where I could just share my opinions on things. People would think, oh, she going on a rant. Oh, she's talking about somebody. Internet. And I'm just like, bro, what what the fuck are you talking about? It was even to the point where like I went live on a wholesome black girl page and somebody had commented like, oh, who made you mad? And I'm just like, somebody got to make me mad for me to go live? Like, what the hell? I, I don't know. I just don't like being perceived on social media. And it's heightened since, you know, we're more active in the creative scene in Philly. And I'm getting like more eyes on me. And it's, I don't like it. So now I'm just going to post my pretty pictures every now and then I post a meme and that's it. I'm going to just shut the fuck up. Yeah. And all my thoughts is going to be on the podcast because I don't like being perceived by people. Like y'all always think I'm throwing shots at somebody. Y'all always think I'm throwing shit. Y'all think y'all know my life. And it's like, no, no. <laughs> it, it don't be any of that. Like I'll be fine. I'll be sitting in my bed, chilling with my wine, like watching TV. I'll be like, oh, I just had a thought. I want to share this thought. And I can't do that. She be talking to me. Exactly. And it's also like, I feel like y'all think that I go on rants a lot because y'all don't touch grass in real life. 
Like, I feel like y'all live y'all lives on social media sure. to the point where, like, y'all think y'all know Everything people. is curated. So yeah. that's why you think that someone is curating emotions. Just exactly. they want to make a, make noise on social media. Like, nobody actually gives a fuck enough. At least us. Exactly. And that's why I'm just like, I'm going to just shut the fuck up from now on. Because I don't... People be like, oh, yeah, Kim going on her little rant. I'm like, I'm not going to rant. I'm just sharing my thoughts on stuff. And if you think about it, even in, like, the... 90s and the 80s and the 70s they used to share their thoughts on things all the time it's just social media didn't exist but it wasn't considered like a rant it's just you thinking like you sharing your look at exactly like that's literally what i be doing and people just think that i'm just like i'm going through shit like oh my god like she's going through life life is beating her ass which it is sometimes it is but But it's like everything is not relate everything don't relate back to me everything that i post don't relate back to me it could just be a thought that i just wanted to share Cause I feel like I am a creative intellectual. That's that's how I feel. But y'all don't be touching grass and y'all don't read books. So yeah, y'all you know. listen to one Erica Badu song and think y'all know shit. Exactly. <laughs> um, but on to the next topic. Another thing I wanted to talk about. Oh, somebody calling me. Who is this? I don't even know. Okay. Anyways, another thing I wanted to talk about is okay. So <sighs> trigger warning in case like you're like super like suicidal trigger warning um i don't be death is not something that i fear and recently it's like (laughs) i'm not suicidal y'all but this is just a thought that i always have like death is not something that i'm really i'm necessarily scared of um i'll do enough in life to just get by and like pay my bills and be productive but i don't care about life enough to like fight for it you know what i'm saying like i just don't care like I ain't gonna lie. I was talking, talking to my mom. Um, and you know, if you have people that are older in your life, you might have done five wishes with your family member and everything like that. Um, and you know, I told my mom that when I get old enough, I'm signing a DNR, which means do not resuscitate. I told my mom that too. She be getting so mad when I say that shit. And I told my partner that too, and he <laughs> flipped. Yep. Oh, he flipped. <laughs> he said, So you mean to tell me if you were to die at 25? Yep, I would be dying. Do not resuscitate me. Let I, me die. I be telling my mom that all the time. She'd be like, No, I'm not going to let you sign that shit, girl. I don't give a fuck what you think you're going to do. Like, I just, it's like life, especially with us living in like a recession right now. It's just like I'm not it's a cheaper fan. to die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It is. I am not. <laughs> it's cheaper to die. Die. Actually, it's not. If especially if you don't got a life insurance policy. Whoopsies. Because guess what? Your body's just going to be a body. A body. But donated to science uh, because if not, you're just going to be rotten. <laughs> Especially if you don't got enough money to bury yourself. I am not a fan of adulthood. I'm not a fan of paying bills. I'm not a fan of paying to literally eat. I'm not a fan of it. Like, if somebody had a gun to my head right now and was like, oh, like, if you can just tell me all the words to dreams and nightmares right now, which I know all the words to dreams and nightmares, but I, w- I wouldn't even, like, I wouldn't even sing it. Like, just shoot me. Like, I'm like it's not even it's on no suicidal serious. shit. No, for real. It's not even on no suicidal shit. It's just I'm really not a fan of adulthood. Like, two people decided to have unprotected sex in 1998, and now I'm here. And it's just like, now I'm just trying to, like, just get by for real, for real. I just don't, I don't value life enough to, like, try to fight for it. Fight for it. Like, honestly, like, 
I don't. And I don't know if anybody else resonates with that, but I just wanted to share that. <laughs> I don't know. Like, for me, it's not that I don't value life. It's just that I've had a good life. Mm. And I'm content with life. I'm content with what I've done, no matter if I'm 22 like I am right now, if I'm 42, if I'm 72, if I'm 102. I will be okay because I... I have lived well. There's a lot of shit that happened to me that is unsavory. But for the vast majority of my life, I was well taken care of. I I really did have a a good a good life overall. Like I said, there was fucked up people that did fucked up shit. Of mm-hmm. course, everybody has that. But it's just like overall, I'm good because I accomplished the things that I wanted to accomplish in this time, in the time that I was alive. Everything I told myself I would do, I did. Mm-hmm. So if I were to go outside and die tomorrow, I'd be okay because I accomplished <laughs> the shit that I wanted to. I'd be okay. Now I'm not a suicidal bitch. This is just Me a either. feeling that I just wanted. I just wanted to put out there. I don't know if anybody else resonates with it, but that's just. I just want to put that out there. So Kella, you know, yeah, it's your turn. <laughs> Man, what the fuck? Wow. So so far, you know. No longer emotional support, Coochie. Yay! Woo! Put the claps in. Woo! Yes, yes, yes. No longer emotional support, Coochie. Such a great feeling to finally be taken seriously. You know? Bitch, that's going to be me when it's my turn. (laughs) (sighs) But, like, it comes with a lot of, like, weird shit. Especially because, like, dating somebody... Why we keep getting phone calls from people? I'm filming, mommy. <laughs> I'm filming. I'm not home. I'm filming. What? What you say, mom? Do you want some lunch meat? I'm gonna go to the get some deli, get some turkey and cheese. All right. Okay. All right. Bye. I'll have that. Bye, mommy. That was Miss Charlotte. Shout out to Charlotte. (laughs) But yeah, like dealing with somebody older than me has been uh, very weird because it's just like certain things we just do not view life the same. We just don't be viewing life the same way. And it's just like, I be really stressed out sometimes because I'm Mm -hmm. just like, I don't know how to communicate this, which is also a weird thing is like the lapses in communication um, like me, especially because like the way my communication style is kind of weird. A lot of times if I'm communicating things, I can come off really shady. Like it can come off shady. And I, t- I tell you that firsthand. Yeah, like it can come <laughs> off very like, like very shady. Like I'm trying to like make, make a joke out of something. But like, because I just grew up with me and my mom, my mom is also the same way. Like, we have a very monotone way of talking or, like, we're also very, very blunt. And we don't mean any harm by it. It's just, like, we really value. Like that's a Caribbean thing, too. Yeah. Like, like, we value direct, direct communication. Mm-hmm. It's, like, if we, and also, it's, like, the first thing that we think will come to our minds. Like, Cam might say something. And if I think it's stupid, the first thing I'm going to say is that really does not. It sounds stupid. I'm sorry. (laughs) And I might apologize 
after saying it because like I do want her to know that I don't mean any malice by it, but I also want her to know that I think that's really dumb. <laughs> that's not a good decision to make. <laughs> when really it's me just being like, I I I'm looking out for your best interest. Mm-hmm. The fire is hot, don't touch it. That's how that's what I think I'm saying, but it may come off as you really like you really need to stop and <laughs> just not do that. So right. Because of me communicating that way, like a lot of times, like he just won't, he just won't understand. Also, like being really apprehensive because, like, in the past, like my relationships have been very tumultuous in a lot of ways. Like, like I was, I was, I was connected to people that really weren't for me mm-hmm. like they just weren't for me so it was hard I didn't feel understood a lot I didn't feel understood a lot I'll just say that and then like also this this particular person is extremely picky mm. okay picky in like what sense like every sense okay every sense and it's really stressful and like I will um, pick myself apart sometimes because we might be having a conversation about something and like he might not like something that another person is doing. And if I resonate with that person, I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, shit, I can't be this way because I don't want to be unsavory to him. And it's like. He's here because he loves me. He likes me. He wants to be here. Mm -hmm. So why am I overthinking this? But. It's natural to want to be everything to the person that you that you really enjoy spending time with. It's natural to want to feel that way. But, like, I have to continue to remind myself, like, this person is here for a reason. And even though we might be having a general conversation, it doesn't apply to me. Like, if it did, then he would. He He's also a direct communicator in the sense where if he doesn't like something, he'll just tell me. And I'll be like, okay. And if I don't really fuck with it, I'm like, nigga, what? But also, <laughs> like, if it makes sense, then I'll be like, okay, I'll, mm-hmm. whatever. And then even, like, me having to learn how to adjust the way I speak about certain things that happen between us. Because, like, him and I are very close. We talk every single day, pretty much. Not only because we do the podcast together, but we're we're friends, y'all. Mm-hmm. We're actually friends. And then, like, we also have a group chat where it's a very safe space. Safer than the group chat that was originally there. Much. All shade, all tea. (laughs) So, like, I can, I feel comfortable sharing certain things, but I realized that even I I went to my mom because my mom and I are actually really close. I can talk to her about a lot, Mm -hmm. but my, my circle is not as forgiving as I am. And I learned that they'll they'll always remember the shit that I'll choose to forget. So I might forgive him, but the rest of my circle doesn't. So I had to I'm learning that like I can't express everything right then and there because like mm-hmm. I have to protect I have to protect his image to my family, especially if I want to continue to be uh, be with him you know what I'm saying and 
I'm saying I'm choosing to say family because I think that friends are an extension of my family. I don't care what anybody says. Like for sure, the people that I hold close to me that aren't biologically mine are also my family. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, like I've been struggling with self image. Um, I don't know why. This is a bad bitch. (laughs) I was struggling with self image because like like a lot of Black women, I struggle from having eczema. And I also have hyperpigmentation. I am dark-skinned, so it's easier for my skin to scar and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And, like, my stress shows up on my body. So, like, people can tell that something is wrong if they look at my body. And I Mm -hmm. hate that. I hate to look. First of all, it it makes me... Kind of feel naked? Yes. Okay. But also, I hate to look weak. So, if you see a flare-up, you know that something else is happening. And I hate that. But why do you equate going through something as you being, like, weak? Because I just, like, growing up, I've always, I'm, I was always sensitive. Mm-hmm. But my mom always told me that I was stronger than that. Like, you're stronger than that. So I could feel some type of way about something. And I'm like, Kelly, you're stronger than that. You're stronger than that. And it's like, why what are you is, breaking? Why are you breaking? you're not? And that's okay. I don't think it's, you should. I just can't. Like, even my, like, drive. Like, people say, oh, my gosh, I just love how you did all of these things at such a young age. And you and I'm just like, y'all don't understand. Like, I be running on E. Like, I will literally run myself to the ground. And it happens to me every single year. I will literally run myself, like, really, like, beat beat myself down. And then I'll get sick, like, during... During Cam's birthday month in May, like I was sick from May first to May, like to May, what is it, thirty one days in May? I think it's thirty one. Yeah, I was sick that entire month. Mm. I was like literally, I had a respiratory infection in everything. Like mm-hmm. I literally was like, my mom was like, "Do you need to go to the hospital?" And I refused to go. And you want to know why? Because I said I'm stronger than that. I can fight it. I feel like a lot. I feel like a lot of black women feel this pressure to just be strong all the time because we've always been strong, even when it comes to taking care of our men, even during like slavery days, when it comes to taking care of the family and just like providing and just working and stuff like that. Next time we're gonna get two bottles. <laughs> um. So I I think that's where that stems from, and I think you should really just get out of that. I feel like you feel a need to be perfect all the time. Well, I don't feel like that. I know that you feel a need to be perfect all the time. And I know you're, you you expressed in one episode, if not an episode, I remember you telling me that you were trying to like work on like not being that way. But I think you should, I think you should remember that all this is a process. Like I don't, you want to be perfect all the time really just fucks with your mental. And I don't, it's too much on you. I think you should just find comfort in just, like, not being perfect all the time. Like, it's okay to be imperfect. It's okay to fuck up. It's okay to just be like, damn, like. I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. Especially, like, circling back to, like, just, like, my relationship with my mom. Like, my mom had it all figured out. You know what I'm saying? And she'll always say, like, I fit, even if I made mistakes, I learned from them very quickly. So I'm just like, oh, shit, like, I can't. I don't have time to fuck up. And then on top of that, again, dating somebody older, 
like he's ready to take a lot of like different steps you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. because he's just further in life and even though like I'm also like I'm also okay with like the decisions that he wants to make because I've realized that like that's where my head is at too it's still a lot of pressure it's a lot of pressure I'm under a lot of pressure to show up and be things for a lot of people and even you don't have to be though I like sometimes I don't feel like I have a choice because I feel like people won't fuck with me if I don't and fuck them <laughs> and fuck them but fuck like em. I haven't I've never done like I've never really done life by myself I've never had to do life by myself like just thinking about how everything happened like how how things progressed for me like I didn't always have my mom which I still have my mom like I was always in a relationship too like I don't remember life without partnership in one way or another like I I've never had to fend for myself and I'm like very very afraid of people not being proud of me either so you're a people pleaser very much so like I will what's life if you if you feel the need to be perfect all the time like how is that life I've neglected I I have neglected every part of myself like I don't I have nothing I have nothing to give because everything has been given to everybody and I I don't under I don't know life with with not showing up for people I think the next era of your life, especially since you're about to be 23, should be you just, like, being the imperfect girl. I think that's what your next chapter should be. Because I feel like you spent your whole life just trying to be perfect and show it for everybody else. But now that you're stepping into 23, which I always say 23 was, like, a transformative year for me. <laughs> it really was. And everybody be saying that, too. Like, 23, like, you be getting put through, like, you be in the trenches when you're 23. I think that you should really focus on, I feel like you have a solid foundation and you already kind of know yourself in a sense, but I feel like you should still get to know yourself as an imperfect human being. Like, that's what you should do. I think you should do that. I don't think you should try to be everything for everyone because then it's like, once you get to that era where, like, you just don't give a fuck and you embrace, like, your fuck-ups and stuff like that, you learn so many things about yourself that you didn't even know existed. Whereas, like, if you're just stuck on being perfect all the time and being a people-pleaser, you're, like, limiting yourself. Yeah. And I've kept myself safe by doing that. Like, I have avoided a lot of things by doing that. But it's just, like, even with the podcast, like, it's very hard to explain to my family what the fuck is going on right now. Yeah, like, same. Same. Especially in, in like, my mom's approval means the world to me. Like, I know it's not supposed to, but, like, I really don't care what other people think except Charlotte. Like, when when she smiles because I did something, like, I will never forget. I'll never forget the day I graduated from college. 
I'll never forget. Like she was elated. I've mm-hmm. never seen so much emotion out of her. The other time I've seen emotion out of her is my 16th birthday. Mm-hmm. Especially since she was like, man, like I really didn't know how I was going to, how we was going to make that, like make it here. Right. But like, she was really elated. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I want to see this all the time. This feels good. Right. Because she's not the type, like, Cam has met my mom. Like, mm-hmm. She is very blunt. Very blunt. And <laughs> she, sometimes, like, she doesn't really show a lot of emotion. Like, she'll show, she'll show disgust before she shows anything else. So, like, her being genuinely warm to me. That's how you know that, like, you really did something. Yeah. Okay. And I, I chase that. I chase that. I could give a fuck else about what other people think, but, like. That lady, like, I need, especially because my grandmother is not here anymore. Everybody knows, like, my grandmother was really my best friend. She was where I got, where I got softness from. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, since I don't have any, I feel like I don't have anybody to do shit for but my mom now. I get it. Especially since, like, in life, it's always been her and I, like, and now for real, since my grandma's not here. It's just her and I. But you got to do it for you, too. <laughs> like, I don't think it's necessarily bad that you want to make your mom proud and you want to see her smile, but you got to save something for you, too. I realized very early on that my life is not my own. Like, my life doesn't belong to me. I say that to people all the time. Yes, like, it do. This this life, this life that I live doesn't belong to me. Yes, it does. It doesn't. And that's Okay. I think, it, well, no, I know that it does belong to you. This is your life. You got to do what make you happy. Cameron. You got to save what? It does not. Why does this it, why is it does not? not belong to me. I have lived life for others. Like, there's no other and way. you okay with that? It, it's not necessarily, I've not, I've settled for that. But you're still young, so you still have the time to be like, oh, you know what? Nah, fuck all that. Like. This is this is my life. Like I'm not gonna live for other people anymore. Camry, if I if I lose if I lose my mom in specific, I don't know what the fuck I would do. Cause my mom is so stern and so strict. Like, and that's another thing about my life. Life. And my mom told me that she's retiring in two fucking years. What the fuck? <laughs> I like. I'm not gonna lie. Like I can fuck up all I want. Like I can spend all my money being debt and all this other stuff. And my mom just take care of it. Well, how do you think you're going to feel when you realize that you've only lived your life for others? Like, when it all comes down to it and you realize that you only lived your life for, like, your mom or, like, just people pleasing, how do you think that's going to affect you in the long run? I might feel shitty, but... I think you should should work through that and unpack that. Like, I know that it's not going to always feel good, but I think that's my means of survival. Especially with okay. trying to figure out life. I see how much of a struggle it is to do things, you know? Especially in this fucking recession, baby. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So I'm very afraid to be, like, severely impacted. I've already been severely impacted because, like, now my mom is really forcing my hand into actually becoming a fucking adult. Like, what the fuck? Right. She's such a bitch. <laughs> Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I think we can, like, use this as a segue 
into like our wholesome chats because we kind of wanted to talk about like um, trauma and yes. how it's passed through generations. So I think that that's actually a perfect way to segue into that. So I've been reading this book called It Didn't Start With You. And it's basically about like how trauma is passed through generations. And honestly, it might be it might not be new to y'all, but it's new to me because I ain't know that. I really ain't know that. So when I read the book, I was like, oh, wow. Um, so it was this one. It was this one thing that stuck out to me in the book and I put it down on my phone. OK, so it says before your mother was even born, your mother, your grandmother and the earliest traces of you were all in the same body. Three generations mm-hmm. sharing the same biological environment. So when your grandmother was five months pregnant with your mother, the precursor cell of the egg you developed from was already present in your mother's ovaries. Because we all born with all of our eggs. Yep. And I did not know that. So it's news to me. When I was reading this shit, I was like, oh, wow. And it really just made me like sit there and try to like unpack a lot of heavy shit. Um, So my grandmother, like I I never, I met her like maybe twice in my life, but I've heard a lot about her from my, from my mom and she was like schizophrenic and she had like bipolar disorder. She had a very like violent, unstable upbringing. And I know that my mom said that when she, when my grandma was pregnant with my mom, she was under like a lot of stress, like a lot of stress. Um, okay. And then also I got some notes here cause it's a lot. <clears throat> my mom witnessed her father's murder as a child. So my mom's, my mom's father was murdered by her mom and my mom. Oh, also that. trigger warning. Jeez. Trigger warning. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> and then my mom's brother also died in a fire as a teenager. And my mom is a victim of child abuse and statutory rape. My mom hopped from home to home a lot. Um, she was in a lot of unstable environments and she suffered from depression and PTSD. So when I think about all that stuff, I'm like, I think that kind of like transferred over to me in a way, probably if not the same kind of like journey, just similar. Because another thing my mom told me was that like my grandma was very, I don't like to use the word fast, but like she was very like promiscuous, promiscuous. Yeah, she was very promiscuous and she was out there a lot. My mom was like, yeah, my mom, she used to be wearing like very like revealing outfits and stuff like that in the neighborhood. My mom would always be like embarrassed by my grandmom like she will always be ashamed because everybody be like like she's the neighborhood hoe basically and even though like i'm not i don't want to say like i don't i don't yeah i don't really get that yeah i don't really like i'm not fucking everybody i'm not but i would say that i'm very like i am very sex positive so i've had like a lot of experiences and stuff like that and i'm just sitting here thinking i'm just like does this have something to do with my grandma? Probably. <laughs> this got something to do with my grandma. And then on top of that, I also got like, I've I've been diagnosed with like, well, ADHD. I had like depressive disorder. I had PTSD. Yeah. I, I'm like, I really think this might stem from my grandma and then my mom. And on top of that, I hopped from home to home a lot, especially during my teenage years. Like I lived with my ex, then I lived with my dad, then I lived with a friend that I was always hopping home to home to home. So it just really made me think about just how that trauma kind of like transferred over to me. Um, And it also made me think about like motherhood for me. I don't necessarily think that I could be a mom. And again, I'm 24, so I'm still young. So that might change as I get older, but... 
I don't think it's for me, Killa. I don't even think I'm motherly for real. Like, and you I'm, might not be. Yeah, it's like, and I that's cool too. Yeah, that's not every cool. not every woman has nurturing energy or motherly ability. Yeah, and I'm, that doesn't make you less of a woman either. Because sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like people try to make it seem like that's the case, mm-hmm. and it's really not. Yeah. It really is not. Like, it's not. And also, people know when they're very young, when like, like if they want to have kids and if mm-hmm. they want to be a mom. Because like I remember talking in the group chat, like I've always known that I wanted to be a mom. Mm-hmm. Like I, I did have Barbies and Brad's dolls, but I'm not gonna lie, I only played with them when my mom would play with me, yeah. or like my um, my cousins would play with me. But on some real shit, I'm not even gonna lie to you. Any other time. I was playing with baby dolls. Like, my mom mm-hmm. got me cribs. She got me, like, the babies where you could feed them. She, like, I literally had, like, strollers and everything. And, like, I spent my time playing like I was somebody's mom. Like, feeding them, clothing them, changing their diapers. Yeah, it wasn't naming like them. for me. <laughs> like, I was like, like I, I really felt at home when I was taking care of a baby. Mm-hmm. Like, not even a baby, but, like, and I've always thought, like, ooh. Like, I have my my children's name names picked out and everything. Like, I've mm. had them, and, like, I have dreams about them. Like, and it'd be, like, vivid I'd be, dreams. like, like, when I was younger, like, I, I wanted kids, but as I get older, you start to really see how, like, Having kids is not like I wanted it for the idea. I wanted kids because you of, like, want the, baby. the idea. Uh, yeah. Like a lot of people just want the baby. Exactly. But as I get older and I, because I'm the child of parents who were like emotionally and physically abusive towards me. So it's like I know how it feels to just be raised in a household where your parents are just very, and my mom gonna watch this and get mad. But I know this how it feels to grow up in a household where like your parents are very dismissive and they're very abusive. And it's just like, as I get older, I'm just like, not that I would be an abusive um, parent towards my child, but it's just like, it's a lot that goes into parenting. But even you expressing like, I don't have the patience for children. I literally don't. I get irritated very fast. I'm very irritable. Like, me, with like, I was talking to my mom because she was asking me, like, if nobody knows, I'm going back to... I'm going back to school for early childhood education. That's how you know I really do love kids. And my mom was like, would you be a special education teacher? And I was like, I don't really know. I don't I don't know if I had the patience for that. She was like, no, I know you have the patience for it. Because growing up, there were kids in your preschool classes that had developmental delays and had, like, different special needs. And your teachers always talked about how you were the only people, the only person to play with them. Mm. You were the only person that was nice to them. You were the only person that gave them attention. You were the only person that, like, really interacted with them like you really like gave them Mm -hmm. yourself like you've always been that way and i was like oh yeah like it's probably it's you meant to be a parent (laughs) i I really do feel and then everybody always calls me like mom i get Mm -hmm. very much mom or auntie energy like yes killer is very nurturing i really am (laughs) she does give mom i really am like because i was I, i i remember i had a I think it was Tati. I think I had a conversation with Tati and she was like, yeah, Kelly just gives me mom. 
like she the mom. She the mom. We all be out getting lit. Kayla be the mom. Me and me and Tati be the irresponsible, reckless ones. I'd be like, know? wait, wait, wait. Like, come back. Like, <laughs> what are we doing? Like, real shit. And it's like with me, I just don't. Again, I could really just feel this way because I don't have kids yet. Because I've met a lot of women who felt like me, and they were like, "Once I had a kid, it's like something snapped in me. Like I'm just like I just became super responsible. I like my hairstylist was telling me like I really just got on my shit. Like once I had a kid, so you might feel that way now. But, but also, once you, getting on your shit doesn't mean that you have the emotional capacity for it. That too. And also, you might say that right now about your two year old, but when right. they when they when, when they yeah. turn twelve. When they turn 18, when they turn 22, when they turn 50. That's a different ballpark. Yeah, because <laughs> also what I've noticed is that a lot of parents like, oh, only 18 years. And once that 18 year comes, deuces, nigga. And that's how my dad was. <laughs> that nigga disappeared. <laughs> Same. <laughs> that's not <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> he was like, poof. <laughs> At 11.59 <laughs> on August 20th, hey, <laughs> 2018, he said, good hey, fucking bye. But, but see, like, I don't I don't know. I don't know if motherhood is really for me. And I am still young, so my thoughts might change. Y'all might I always say with us podcasting, people can probably see our changes or, and, and, like, our views and stuff like that and, like, our perspectives on things. It might change. Yeah, so and you know. might find a partner that's worth having a kid for. Exactly. That's with. and that's another thing I wanted to get into. Um, if I do have children, I'm I really want to be very specific with who is the father of my child. Because nothing I read in this book, let me let me look at the quote. It said, The mother's emotions such as fear, anger, love, hope, among others, can biochemically alter the genetic expression of her offspring. Chronic or repetitive emotions like anger and fear can imprint her child, essentially preparing how the child will adapt to its environment. And when stress hormones cross the human placenta, they cause fetal blood vessels to be more constricted, sending more blood to the periphery, preparing the fetus for a fight or flight behavioral response. And I just thought about that and I started thinking about women like um, Krishan. Rock and um like Summer, Summer Walker. Walker. Not and I'm not trying to say it's something wrong with that something's wrong with Summer Walker's kids or something is gonna be wrong with Krishan's kids. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying like I think about those types Their of women situations. who are under yeah, who are under like a lot of stress, who are going through like a lot of crying public, every went day. public humiliation. And I think I sit and I think about their kids because when I was reading this book, it was saying that kids who are carried by mothers who go through a lot of like traumatic events or just public humiliation. They tend to have a lot of developmental disorders. They tend to learn, like, at a delayed... They, they tend to, like, have... Their learning pace is different compared to, like, other children. So, and I think that was kind of the case with me, too. Because when my mom was pregnant with me, I, I if I'm not mistaken, she told me she was stressed out a lot. So, I think, I think that kind of probably contributed to me just having ADHD. <laughs> I think the reason why I have ADHD is because my mother, my biological mother, if y'all don't know, I am adopted, but um, my biological mother was 12 um, mm -hmm. when she was pregnant with me. So I think that she like was just really going through a lot of hormonal changes and then being yeah. pregnant on top of that. Like being pregnant through puberty, I think was probably very rough on her because like- oh yeah. It was Cause that's when I got my period, like at around twelve. I, think. I wish that's I was I... fucking eight. Oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> that's early. Okay, yeah, I was eight. Um, 
But I really think that my mom was very stressed. It's also very ostracizing to be big pregnant in fucking sixth grade. It is. Kids probably teasing you and shit like that. Yeah. And then it's like, kids don't really understand what sex is. And then, like, you really have coochie food. So they know that you fucking because you really, like, out here pregnant. But I, I, I say all that to say, like, just knowing that, like, basically, I want to pick a really good partner to have kids with. Like, I cannot, like, I need to have a partner where, like, if I'm pregnant with your baby, I want to know that, like, you want to know what's going on with my body. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to know that you're going to advocate for me. Like, when we go mm-hmm. to the to the, to the the doctors for, like, my checkups or whatever, you're going to be asking the doctors questions, Question. too. It's not just going to be me. Like, I I'm think not even that be alone. I don't want to be stressed the fuck out. I want, I want to have a stress-free pregnancy. And if I can never have that, then I just don't want to have, have kids. kids. I'd rather not do it because I don't want to create another generation of children that's just, like, traumatized yeah. from me. <laughs> because like, I was sad. Exactly. I, I don't I really don't I want angry. to do that. I was arguing. And like I don't know, like I think about who I've dealt with in the past mm-hmm. and being like, damn, like especially since like I did experience a pregnancy. Um I miscarried. Mhm. And like person that I was going to have the baby with I was I wasn't very sure of that person even though like he treated me well in a sense like I knew that like we weren't compatible and it made me or aligned yeah yeah I ain't even this is the first time he might even hear that I Mm. was pregnant like he just thought that my period just finally showed up Mm. (laughs) I was actually pregnant um I was really excited about that baby, too, but it was kind of just like it was a blessing in disguise that I didn't have that baby. And sometimes it it be like that. Like, it's just like it's not the timing for you to have a kid right now. Yeah. Sometimes it just be the universe looking out for you. Exactly. And, like, I even think about, like, the person I'm with now, especially since we be playing you know what I'm saying? We be playing. Right, right. But I can honestly say, because I was telling Kim this when we were on our way here, I was like, honestly, he's so affectionate. Like, he'd be all over me. Like, he notices every single, like, everything. Like, he'll even. That's a tourist thing. I swear. Because I'm the same fucking way. Like, he'll notice everything about me, even down to, like, him saying, oh, you don't say this anymore. How come? You know what? Me and him is the same. <laughs> Me and him is the same, for real. Like, he's like, oh, you don't say this no more. Or, hmm, you changed this. Or, I've never seen your hair like this before. Mm-hmm. Or, what happened here? Yep, that like, is me. Yeah, like, oh, this is new. Where'd you get this from? Oh, how come you never wore that? i never seen you with that before. So, like, even though we he... Be, ask a lot of questions. He be getting on my nerves sometimes. I'm not gonna lie. Sorry, babe. You be getting on my fucking nerves. <laughs> but, like... I'm not necessarily scared if I were to end up pregnant with him because I know that I would be taken care of. Right. Like, I wouldn't have to lift a finger. I wouldn't have to stress about anything because he doesn't even let me stress about shit now. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm saying I had a bad day, like, I just am not feeling it. He's like, okay, I'm going to come see you after I get off of work. Right. I really feel like that's a tourist thing. Like, we're very affectionate and attentive. Like, and I, for whoever don't believe in, like, 
like astrology or whatever. Fuck you all, because it's true. <laughs> astrology is real. I don't go fuck with nobody say. But I really do think that's a Taurus thing because even with the Tauruses I've dated, like they're very affectionate, like attentive, yeah. ask questions. Like I think that's just a Taurus thing. It is, and it could also be the fact that he is a little older than you. So, you know, that could play a part in that too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I know you had. Um, put something about their eyes were watching God. Yes. I, I, I never actually read that. I've heard of it, but I've never read it. You should read it. I think you will really. I'm going to order it today. You would You would really resonate with Janie. Okay. Really. Why would I resonate with Janie? <laughs> She's a really great character, actually. Okay. Like, um, especially because, like, she broke a lot of generational curses, even mm-hmm. though the way that the story ended was kind of like, womp womp. The way that she went about finding herself and finding love and finding happiness and choosing mm-hmm. happiness right was like unmatched mm-hmm. so essentially her uh her grandmother was raped by her slave owner had okay. her mom her mom was raped by the same slave owner and had her okay um her but her mom ran away she said Bye, niggas. <laughs> Hate it here. So she like went on and left and did whatever she wanted to do. I don't know. Um, which is not very uncommon when slavery ended and everything like that. A lot of women was just like, fuck no. Especially because of trauma right. and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So she was raised by her grandmother on the same plantation that, you know, she grew up on essentially because she was a slave. And um, her grandmother arranged a marriage to this old nasty man, Logan Hicks. Ew. Mm -hmm. Hate him Mm -hmm. because he was abusive. But, like, you know, it's like the same thing. Like, you know, her her grandmother did that not because she didn't love her, but because, like, she's like, I don't want you to go through this. So I'm going to set your life up so you don't have to. Logan Hicks had land. Logan Hicks was ready for a wife mm-hmm. was able to marry her and everything like that so like go ahead go get married and just be you know sit down right Janie left she said she said deuces nigga yeah ill body. <laughs> so like the natural like flighty sense in her because mm-hmm. of her mom like really like abandoning responsibilities is right. the same thing that's tackled and it didn't start with you like that was her natural response is to leave. Okay, okay. And you, because I was one. I, I mean, to cut you off, but when I was uh, reading the outline, I was like, "Why she put this book? <laughs> like, what's the connection?" Because n- it's just I didn't know because I never read the book. I'm like, well, I wonder what the connection is. So now I get it. Like her natural response was to leave because her mom had those same feelings, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure she had those same feelings while she was pregnant. Mm, okay, that's deep. That's deep. Like she was like, <laughs> I can't. She knew that she couldn't. Mm. And abortions wasn't a thing back then. Yeah. There was no science behind that. Mm-hmm. You couldn't just get rid of a baby unless you miscarried. And I'm pretty sure they didn't so even that's understand. that's why I'm, I'm, I've just like, ever since I've started reading this book, because I'm still in the midst of reading it, I'm just like, I wonder if I picked up like some of my, like my mom has always talked about like, well, she hasn't talked about it, but it's it's obvious that like she, my mom has never experienced like just being like, desired by God, wanted by God. And now, like, that I read this book, I'm just like, I wonder if me and my mom have the same sentiments. Because she's never actually told it to me, but it's like, it's very obvious 
Because, like, my dad was a piece of shit to my mom. Like, honestly. My mom, she rolled for him, everything. Like, she used to pay all the bills, like, all that shit. And my dad really did her dirty. But it's like, every now and then, like, he would pop in with, like, a little compliment or something. Or like, and, and that fed her, and it fed her, and it was I could tell that even as a little kid, and I, now that I'm like a 24 year old black woman, um, who's just been dating recently, I'm just like I wonder if I picked that up from my mom, and on top of that, my mom had like daddy issues, like a motherfucker, like she had daddy issues, like she witnessed her dad get murdered, and so she of, didn't like, have. Yeah, she didn't. She didn't have and any type of. And it's more so like she definitely didn't have it because he like physically he could not be there. He couldn't be there. And then her brother died in a fire. Another man that could not be there. Who I, she always tells me that like she was super close to him, and then he was just gone. Like he was just gone. So abandonment issues. So I'm just like, I'm really sitting here trying to figure out. I'm like, did I pick this up from my mom? And not even just my mom, but also, like, my grandmother as well. Because I never really met her. I met her, like, twice. But it was, like, very, like, surface-level conversation. Like, hi, bye. But I'm wondering if it really... It kind of makes me have a little bit more grace for myself. Mm -hmm. Because, again, I didn't know that trauma can be, like, like passed on through generations. I didn't know that. Like, not at least... Well, I knew it could be passed on through generations, but not, like, um, like chemically. Like, yeah. like, by, like, I didn't know that. So as I'm reading this book, it's just getting so deep for me. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> and just, and like in the inverse, like just how good, like bad things can be passed down. Good things can be passed yep, down. That too. Like, and mm -hmm. it's so funny that you talk about desirability and how that like might play a part in that mm -hmm. because your grandmother's promiscuity could be also stemmed from that. Yep. And it's like, oh, okay. Cause even when we talk about, um, like femininity and stuff like that, like, like obviously Cam and I are viewed like two different ways. Yeah, not saying that one is inherently bad or one is inherently good. good it's just yeah. like different. It's just different. And like, I wonder, especially since I am adopted and I don't know these people. Like, I don't mm -hmm. know. So okay. I'm like, where do I? Like, of course, it's like nurture versus nature. But certain, like, certain things are just in me. Like, my mom is very. My mom, like, I think you can tell she's actually very feminine. Like, you can tell mm -hmm. that she's just, like, she's, like, one of those classic. She doesn't she's even. like, the classic black woman. Like, I think of Diane Carroll. Yeah. Like, my mom don't Rashad. even. My mom don't even, like, square off her nails. Like, that's how she is. Like, she wears, like, almond-shaped nails. Oh, okay, nails. okay, okay, like, okay. Like, just, like, just that in general. She's very modest. Mm-hmm. Like, she's not, like, she might show a little bit of cleavage, but she's not going to do it all, like, crazy. She yeah. is very, like, simple silhouettes, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Simple makeup. Like, she's never going to go over the top. She wears dainty jewelry. That, all that's that. crazy because my mom was, I remember her telling me that, like, and not even just my mom, but other people in my mom's family would say, like, I remind them of my grandma. If, like, your, your grandma, like, she used to always wear, like, the short shorts, like, the ass would be out and everything, the long nails, the long red nails. And I'm just like, really? <laughs> Did I pick that up from her? I don't exactly. know. <laughs> and so I think, like, like I said, even though it's like nature versus nurture, like I do wonder, and I do know what my maternal grandmother looks like. Mm -hmm. Like we have the same hair texture, the same hair type. Like she wears her hair similar. Like she wore her hair similar to mine. And when I seen her, 
Like, we didn't look like each other, like, in the face. I actually don't look like nothing like her. Mm -hmm. But, like, I looked. She had small, dainty jewelry on. She had short French nails. Like, Mm -hmm. she was very... That stuff literally gets passed down through the DNA. Like, I, I... I gotta, I gotta give you the book so you can read it. Like, it was like, she, and the and the author gave like so many examples of like real life clients that he had that had been through the same shit that we talking about. And I'm like, that is so, it's and scary. Even, even in the choice that like my my parents made with choosing my mom for me. That too, y'all. Like, <laughs> like they were very excited about who they chose mm-hmm. because like, and even my grandma. My grandmother, simple makeup. She never wore, like, she wore wigs as she got older, but they mm-hmm. were always, like, shoulder length. Like, like she the wasn't, classic like, look. Yeah, she wasn't doing bust down. Like, she was never doing all of that. Uh-huh. And, like, my grandmother also was very soft, like, super, super soft. Mm-hmm. She didn't talk much. She didn't talk loud. Like, she was just very, like, okay. chill. She was very funny too. Like mm-hmm. and when she said when she said what she wanted to say, she said it. Right. But I always think like, oh wow, maybe like now, like when I read what you were talking about, I was like, I definitely think like that played yeah. a huge part in that. It, and I didn't even know. Like again, I knew that things could be passed through generations, but I didn't know it was like a whole science to it. I didn't know that. And when I'm sitting here reading it, I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm like, it really, like, made me have a little bit more grace for myself. Because the title of the book is It Didn't Start With You. Yeah. Like, all the trauma that you have is not just solely on you. It's also on your mom and your grandma. And to be honest, it can even go back another generation before your grandma. So I'm just like... And then on top of that, you have to also take into consideration, like, your father as well. Because it, mm-hmm. it you can get certain things from your father as well. A lot of times your, like, mental health and stuff like that starts from your father's side. And... I'm going to be very honest. My dad is like, he's been diagnosed as like an actual narcissist. And I get scared sometimes because I'm like, <laughs> I remember one time I was talking to my therapist. I was like, am I a narcissist? Like, I don't want to be a narcissist. And she was like, if you was a narcissist, you wouldn't be crying right now. Like, you you really wouldn't be crying right now. Like, I don't think you would be crying. I don't think you would have like the compassion that you have for other humans. Yep. But I just be scared sometimes. You have, like, everyone has narcissists. No, everybody, yeah. yeah, I think everybody has narcissistic qualities. I've even dealt with like certain men. Even Kelly was calling me out on this shit the other day. She was like, Cameron, you yeah. a shitty person sometimes. <laughs> I'm like future sometimes. Like I am. You be I be like (laughs) fuck them niggas. They did this, they did that. And I'll be like, didn't you do the same thing? That's not the point though. That's not the motherfucker. But it was different when they did it. I'll be like, okay. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like I picked up certain things from my dad or even like my great granddad. He's like the stories I hear about him, he was a dickhead. Like, I ain't gonna lie. And I'm just like, crazy. I feel like I have a balance of between both of them. Like, literally, like, I, I can be a dickhead sometimes. I'm not going to lie. I be on this podcast being very vulnerable sometimes, and I be a little emotional, but I'm a dickhead. I am. And the thing I, is, I, I'm a dickhead, too. Like, <laughs> I'm going to really get my one off. I'm sorry. But, mm-hmm. like, honestly, like I said, I really truly believe the the softness that I have right. naturally had to do with, like, biological things. Because, like, even, like... When they talk about my dad, yeah. he was very chill. Mm-hmm. He was very nice. He was just like, he was a, a loved person, very lovable, very popular. Mm-hmm. Like, 
He was nice to everybody. Right. Like, all of that. And my mom was like, they always said that you looked like him. Like, they always said that you were, like, like him. And even as a baby, like, I was very personable. Like, I made mm-hmm. a, I made a lot of noise, but not terrorizing people. Just, like, excited. Like, just right, really right. happy to be here. <laughs> like, I'm just excited to be around. Like, I just right. want to be around everybody. Like, <laughs> you want to pick me up? Sure. I could probably yep. get kidnapped because mm-hmm. I just didn't. I had no sense of danger whatsoever. Right, right. Hey, y'all. Hey, you know them babies in but the But I think that translates to how you are now. Like, you're a very, like, sociable person. And I feel like I'm that way, too. Like, I'm very, like, no, I think you're, like, very bubbly. And I am, too. It's just, like, I'm a little bit more reserved. And I'm, like, a little earthy. Like, I just be, like, in the cook. Like, you know what I'm, I'm saying? Like, hey, y'all. What's up? Hey. <laughs> right, right. I be shimmying and dancing. Like, woo. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, you know, I just saying all that to say, like, you know, that book really, you know, if y'all want to check it out, it's called It Didn't Start With You. It's it's. I'll I'll leave a link for it. I can't remember the name of the author, but it was really good. Um, but I also kind of want to transition into hair. Let's talk about hair. Black women and hair. Now, me, I ain't gonna lie. Black women have made me hate my hair. <laughs> Y'all have made me hate my hair. It's not black men. It's black women. Um, because they have no patience for it. Exactly. Now, my hair texture. It don't. Probably don't look like a nail, but my hair texture is 4C. It's very kinky, very coarse when I wash it. Now, I have to do a lot of manipulation to get it to look like this. So, uh, don't don't go off of how my hair looks now. Um, my hair is very kinky. Um, now, I will say, like, whenever... Not my hairstylist now, but previous hairstylists that I went to, it's like, y'all charge, y'all bitches will charge... Black women who have, like, a coarser or, like, a kinkier hair texture, y'all charge them, like, an extra price for it um, because apparently it's too thick to get through, so y'all charge an extra fucking $50. And on top of that, I've had experiences where I've been to hair salons and they're, like, literally, like, washing my hair or detangling it and they're, like, huffing and puffing. And to be honest, when you go to get your hair done, you're going to, like, it's like a beauty day to feel better about yourself. So, and it's like a self-care day. So it's like, and I'm going to these appointments and bitches are literally huffing and puffing. Oh my God, like this shit is so thick. It makes you feel like shit. It's not, it's supposed to be an experience when you get your hair done. I don't feel like that when I get my, not now. I'm not talking about my current hairstyle. It's just other bitches that I've been to. It's supposed to be an experience and black women do not make me feel that way when it comes to my hair. Y'all make me feel like shit. Y'all make me feel like my hair is ugly. Y'all make me feel like my hair is too difficult to deal with. And I want to talk about that. Because honestly, when I wear my hair natural, um, especially when it's in it, when it's not manipulated, I get a lot of compliments from black men. Like every time I go out, they be like, oh my God, like your hair is so beautiful. Like I wish more women would wear their hair like you. I never get anything bad from black men. And that's just my personal experience. Everybody might have a different experience. But for me personally, um, black men have always made me feel very good about my hair. It's always the black women, the even like women, black women, older black women, even in my family, they'll be like, um, not even just my family, but even like I had a coworker one time that was like, she's like six, she was like 60 something. And she was like, oh, you need to do something with your hair. And I'm just like, this is my natural hair texture, bro. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? So I kind of want to, to touch on that because I kind of always hear the reverse, which is like, oh, black men, they don't even like 
you know, our natural hair, but it's like, That's I don't get that. Yeah, I don't get that from them. I don't. Like, I always get compliments when I wear my hair natural from black men. It's always black women that make me feel shitty. Even down to, like, the, oh, the the braiders. Y'all be like, oh, straighten your hair before you come to get braids. What the fuck? That defeats what, the whole purpose It of really braids. does. Like, what the fuck? Why am I putting heat on my hair to get braids? Like, doing little stuff like that can make any girl with, like, my hair texture feel shitty shitty about their hair and i really want to talk about that um i feel like the the 4c hair love on social media is cake it's fake it's literally fake like y'all do that just to get likes and engagement y'all act like y'all really love it because y'all know how insecure women are about exactly but in reality y'all still treat us 4c bitches like shit like y'all y'all do down to and it's obvious in the policies y'all create the rules y'all create the way y'all react when y'all see a bitch has Type four hair, um, texturism, featureism. Exactly, it's really fucked up. And I just want to say, black Fuck women y'all. have always made me feel insecure about my four C hair. Now, Kella, I don't know if you had a different experience, but if you want to talk on that, speak on that. You know, man, <laughs> I have three C hair. <laughs> you sound like my sister. She be saying the same thing. She be like, Kim, I'm not gonna lie, I don't be going through. That. I don't be going through that. <laughs> Uh, actually, I get the very I. I just want to touch your hair. I just want to do your hair. Right. I love your hair. And you know, black men have also been very vocal about how much they love my hair as well. Especially you texturous, featureist ass niggas. You exotic they are out there. You exotic. I love exotic bitches ass niggas. I hate y'all. <laughs> what do you mix with ass niggas? I hate Fuck when niggas y'all. ask that shit. Like, what do you mean? What am I mixed with? Cam seen it happen to me in real time. Yes. I remember the man, he asked if he was mixed with something. You like, no. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, nigga. (laughs) R E R. (laughs) (laughs) Like, damn, what the hell? It's really crazy. So I just wanted to briefly touch on that. I'm not about to sit here and act like I'm struggling with shit because I'm not. (laughs) That's so real. I'm so serious, like, because I hate bitches that try to act like, oh, my gosh. It was so hard for me, too. Like, these light, I hate that like shit. these light-skinned bitches that oh try to act like they God. went through colorism and shit. I'm never oh going to do God. that. So it was this video that Tia Mori had posted, and she was basically, like, showing off her natural hair. And, you know, she mixed, so her hair is very, like, she has She had two A's. Yes, and she's like, oh, it was very hard for me to see myself represented in, like, TV shows when I was You were the fucking hair. representation, And everybody in the comments head. was like, your, your curl texture has always been represented in media, bro. Like, what are you talking about? It's, it, that, that hair texture has always been represented in the media. I'm sorry. Like, it has. So when I see women like Vi- Viola Davis and, like, Lupita Nyong'o, and, again, my hair don't look like this now because I do a lot of shit to manipulate my hair to look like this. I really do. Exactly. But she don't be doing wash and goes. When you see my yeah. hair actually curly, except now, because this is a flexi yeah, rod set. I, but even our flexi rod sets looks different. Exactly. Like this you is see, a this is literally a flexi rod set, bitch. And this <laughs> is a flexi rod set. <laughs> like, like it looks so different. You it know really what does. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like 
Yep. Camry. Camry <laughs> probably has to put a whole bunch of conditioner. Bro, I be having to do so much. Like, I do a lot for my hair to look like this. Detangle it. My- Camry, you want to know what I do? I stand under the water with a vent brush and brush my hair. <laughs> I will never sit here People and People will be like, oh, my God. Like, your your curls are so pretty. I be like, yeah, you wouldn't be saying this if you see what it really look, look like after I wash it. This shit be looking like. I be looking like Lupita. And that's okay. But it's just I like I be looking me, like a wet dog. Like, you know how wet dogs be looking all soppy. <laughs> It'd be flat. <laughs> the fact that we both did flexi rod sets, our point. Okay? That our point. Like <laughs> this is the this is exactly the point. So like essentially this is what I'm saying. Like I really I really go under the water and take the brush and be like this. I don't even have to I start from, I don't even have to start from the bottom. Yeah. I literally I be like this. I cannot do that. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I I'm not gonna sit here and act like you light skinned bitches that think that y'all go through colorism. I'm never gonna do that. I'm never gonna do that. I don't struggle with that mm-hmm. in specific. Period. And that's I have a privilege. Yep. And I even have a privilege over other dark skinned women who do have yes. Hair yes. Or do have like if you really wanna like get deep into it. And that's not to say that you don't experience colorism and other shit exactly. as well. But, but the closer you are to like, I guess like Eurocentric standards, exactly. the more privilege you have. I'm one of those. I'm one of those bitches that, like, you know, like them. I love dark skin women posts, but they <laughs> literally, that's all they got. It's the dark. It's dark skin. That's me. Right. <laughs> I'm not even going to sit here and try to. I'm not going to say that I'm the baddest bitch, right? But I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Features wise, like my eyes are small, my nose is small, my lips are small, my right. hair is loose. Right, right. The only thing yep. I got is dark skin. Dark skin. Yep. And I, That's yo, it. I was having this conversation with my sister and she was getting so mad because I, I literally made this exact point. I said, I wanted to call you so bad because I knew you would be on my side. I'm like, Acacia. I said, you definitely have, I'm not saying that you don't experience colorism because you we will, do. no matter what the fuck. Like, you you always going to experience colorism. But I was trying to explain to her. I'm like, because you have super small features, you have a privilege over other dark-skinned women. We do. I do. You do. And I she's do. Like, no, My I mama don't. do. I, and I'm trying to explain to her what featurism is. She's like, bro, what the fuck is featurism? Y'all be coming up with anything. I'm like, girl. You're so privileged that you don't even see. Miss, miss girl, you sounded like a white woman. <laughs> Real shit. And that's why I was trying to explain to her. But she was like, nah. Nah, I don't think that's a thing. I just be making up stuff. Like, I go through colorism. I'm like, sis, I'm not yes. saying you don't go through yes. colorism. We do I'm definitely not. go through colorism. And there are a special set of niggas that really don't fuck with us. Mm-hmm. But there also is the same special set that really are also attracted to us. And you can tell because they be like, what are you mixed with? You can't just be black. And my sister gets there all the time. Like, even when I go out with my sister. I don't get that. My sister gets that though. And nigga, you, nigga, 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 nigga. I am lighter than my sister, but again, since she has smaller features and her hair is like a different texture than mine, people are always like, "Oh my god, like what are you mixed with? Like you're so exotic." And she'd be like, oh. mm, "Just a nigga." <laughs> but nigga. I've never in my life gotten that. Like I've never had a man ask me what I was mixed with. And like, you know never. what's crazy? Somebody said like, "I just can't believe that you went through that." Blah blah blah. Like I, when I see you, I see a black woman, and I'm just like. They definitely see, definitely see a black woman, but I'm not going to sit here and lie like 
I know I went through this because my friend was there when it happened. Like, it's yeah. not like I'm not about to sit here and try to make it seem like somebody just said that to for me to feel different or be different. Mm-hmm. Like, they really do say this type of shit to they me. They do. They do. Fucking sickos. <laughs> but um, that's I really just wanted to bring uh, awareness to like futurism and colorism and texturism yeah. and all that other stuff. Also, down to like you be like, don't you like lay your edges and put a scarf on mm-hmm. i don't have to do that yeah <laughs> i use edge control and i go out the door yeah actually i just use gel yeah i can't do that i be having to lay it down i be having to use mousse then i put the edge control on then i put the scarf on yeah <laughs> if i miss the scarf i miss the scarf <laughs> and it'd be fine like okay. the only way that my hair looks like frizzy is if i do not do anything to it. okay yeah not me <laughs> And that's okay. That's okay. Um, all right, so let's let's hop into our internet host segment. So I want to talk about Doja Cat. Cause everybody y'all been dragging Doja Cat. Y'all cause she basically said something along the lines of like I don't so, love my fans. I don't love my fans and I don't have to love y'all because I don't know y'all. And honestly, like y'all She's been dragging not wrong. her. But yeah, she ain't wrong. Like me personally, I'm always gonna appreciate and love all the people that support me and support us and have gotten us to where we are at. Like, I'm I always fucking know y'all. to love them, but I don't know y'all. Like, I don't know y'all to really love you on a deep level. Like, maybe I love you as, like, a fan, but, like, not on, like, a deep level. And I feel like y'all feel very entitled to... People. Well, celebrities. Y'all feel very entitled to celebrities, and y'all feel and like because you're... Yeah, be, because you're a fan, they're supposed to have this deep love for you, and it's just, like... It's not true. It may sound fucked up, but it's the truth. And all and every single celebrity that you love, they don't love you, even when they say mm-hmm. that they do. Beyonce yep. don't love you. Jay-Z don't love you. Mm-hmm. Kanye definitely don't love you. He made it clear that he don't love you. Doja don't love you. Dochi don't love you. Madonna don't love you. Michael yep. Jackson didn't love you. <laughs> they can like you. They can care for you. They can have a respect for you. They don't. But they don't have to love you. They don't even care for you. They just like the fact that you like them. Yep. Basically. Um, None of them niggas love you. Lil Durk don't love your ugly ass. Meek Mill don't love you. Nope. Moneybag Yo don't love you. They Brent do Fias definitely don't they love do you. Viola Davis don't love you. Angela Bassett don't love you. Cheryl Lee Ralph probably does love you, actually. <laughs> she probably does. She just looks like she's so full of love. Yeah. Like, she just loves everybody, you know? Like, Britney Spears definitely, no. She might love y'all too. Because yeah. we got her out of that conservative shit, to be honest. Mm-hmm. She owes us something. So I don't feel like y'all should feel entitled to the point where y'all feel like these celebrities have to love y'all. Like, I again, care for you. I can respect you. But I don't have to love you. That and But they don't, though. They don't have to care for you. They don't have to respect you. And that's, you. that's true as well. They don't. They have no connection to you. They don't. You know them. They don't know you. You're supporting the art. They can, uh, they can even appreciate you or they cannot appreciate you. But it's like they just putting out they art. They appreciate the money that you're putting in their pocket. That's exactly. it. They do not I even don't, know It you. takes a lot to really like love someone. Like to really love someone. Like I have to know you on like a deep personal level. Like they don't know y'all like that. <laughs> y'all are like fans sitting behind a computer screen. Some like, people are just loving like that though. Yeah, I some will people say are. That. Some people are just filled with love. Mm-hmm. And those are the people that are filled with love. Exactly. What we're saying is these are human beings with the real people in their lives that they really do have to care about. They're not thinking about you on a daily basis. They don't even know your fucking name. Uh, they don't care. They don't care. 
And you know what? Y'all still gonna support Doja because y'all y'all really doing. Because she's fucking talented. Y'all, exactly. y'all still gonna stream the music. Y'all still gonna go to the fucking concerts. So Even please. though she was out here calling us hardy R's online, <laughs> and it's very obvious that she does not like black people. Don't kill me for saying it. We still gonna support. So it's like at the end of the don't day, don't kill me for saying it. But she is all this definitely shit. prejudiced. Y'all doing all this shit for no reason. Just like, shut she up don't and sing the y'all song. Shit, just enjoy the fucking music. Like, why do she gotta love y'all for y'all to enjoy the music? She like, also just on. needs to get off the fucking internet. She Stop really talking. does. She just really shut up. Does. Like, I does. love your. I love you. I've always listened to her music, even when she was on that on them fucking chat lines. <laughs> I wasn't gonna cancel Doja when I seen it. We always talk about some canceling. I'm like, uh, cause guess what? And even cancel culture, these... even cancel culture, we pick and choose because we both we we both listen to Marvin Gaye. He was definitely fucking with a fifty. Oh yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I listened to Marvin Gaye. I listened to Marvin Gaye, and that nigga was definitely a pedophile. He definitely was, and I still listen. And to it's him. so funny because like. <laughs> My boyfriend was the one who said it. He was like, he was fucking with a 15-year-old. And I was like... Mm-hmm. That whole I Want You album was about a 15-year-old. I can't see I'm blind. So it's like, I feel like... But I think the only artist that I really will not listen to is R. Kelly. But yeah, I feel like he really drew. Because he really he drew overboard. He and drew. Like, but at the same time, cancel culture, we just have to be honest. We just pick we do. and choose. We pick so and choose. How about, how about we stop announcing when we stop fucking with people <laughs> and just mind our business? Or make it just a personal thing. Yeah. Like, like, I'm not going to be... I'm going to judge you if you listen to R. Kelly. Yeah. That's like the only person, for real, for real. Anybody else? And Trey Songs. Oh, yeah. I, I might, I might judge songs. you with that. Mm-mm. But I'm not going to lie. I still listen to Chris Brown. I do, too. <laughs> I do, too. I do, too. He's actually a really good performer. I, well, I listen to his older music. I don't listen to, like, his new shit. I don't, I don't listen to all of his new shit, but some of his new shit. Actually... Right. It can get a little shimmy out of me. At the end of the day, we do. And a lot of these people in Hollywood, a lot of these celebrities, a lot of these, um, these artists, they're predators. Yeah. P. Diddy. If we want to be honest, Lucifer himself. Yeah, that nigga a predator too. I'm like 99.9% sure, but he's produced a lot of stuff. He's written a lot of shit. And even with R. Kelly, like he's written, like I was listening to song, I was listening to this song the other day and I love this fucking song. And then I'm, I'm sitting here listening to it. And I'm like, this really he was out like, here. I'm like, this sounds like something R. Kelly would write. And I looked at the song credits and it said R. Kelly. Robert and guess, Kelly. and guess what? He was out here working with Ronald fucking Isley. Exactly. Like, he wrote a lot of our favorite R&B. Yo, like, we can't escape it. We can't escape it. So it's like, at the same time, I don't like when people listen to R. Kelly around me. I don't like it. But it's like, it's also I like, I listen, to, I listen to the music that he writes. I that can't he don't judge you. Sing. I can't judge you for also enjoying his music still. Like, a lot of us were brought into this world by his music. Mm-hmm. I, it's just like. Graduations, to, too. I believe I can fly. Because I sing that in my kindergarten. I believe I can... Let me stop. (laughs) We're going to get canceled, Cameron. (laughs) I promise you, we're not saying it because we're trying to be a... You know, a R. Kelly apologist. No, we're not, cause I hate that nigga so much. I really cause you, do. he really did. He really was calculated with his shit, and everybody that was in on it should go to the under fucking world. If there's mm-hmm. a hell inside ooh, of hell, and, they deserve. Ooh, it and speaking of that, I want to talk about Timbaland and Missy Elliott talking about some they was Aaliyah's best friends, but y'all literally didn't care 
when R. Kelly was molesting her. Even down to the fact that, like, a lot of times, like, as young women were taught to go for after older men, even down to, like, they might tell us to stay away from the older men, but we are also taught to look at certain traits of people, of things that only older men can do. Mm-hmm. He should be a provider. He should spend money on you. He should mm, be giving you things. That is a good point. If we're 13, how the fuck is a 13-year-old going to be spoiled? How? How? Think about it. Like, yeah. like, all of this shit, like, we really just got to be honest and we got to be truthful. Cancel culture doesn't make any sense. It I'm doesn't. Say, I, I be listening to a lot of songs that R. Kelly don't he wrote and I don't even be knowing that he writes these songs but I love fucking him. Stevie J crazy fucking yep. stupid ass mm-hmm. like that was a him and Jocelyn were a really abusive relationship abusive as fuck he saw someone who was very vulnerable and he's predatory too he, he sought her out he sought Jocelyn out I don't care what nobody says he did and you know what I'm saying like nobody else but you okay <laughs> i'll sing it with my chest exactly, if i have to exactly so cancel culture is just like dumb it is dumb and if just you are shut up cancel about somebody it. it should be a personal thing. don't make an announcement when all that yeah, stuff was happening with like, r kelly even with I, r kelly is really the only person though for me like, even with bill cosby crazy stinking funky ass i still watch the cosby show and i still watch a different world yeah I do. I'm really not going to sit here and try to like be this woke little. I'm not. I be. Being I be woke it. means like being. What did James Baldwin Baldwin say? He said something about being us. Being conscious means you're in a constant state of rage or some. It was something, something, along, like those yeah, something along those lines. Paraphrase it. And guess what? I'm tired of being tired. Yeah. It's like if I'm. You can be so woke to the point where, like, you can't enjoy shit. Anything. Anything. Any music, any movies, nothing. And that's Whatever why I, my personal belief systems are is going to be my personal belief system. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. I'm not yep. about to sit here and try to tell you that you're a shitty human being for indulging in and, certain things. And it's honestly, like, it's not my thing. Okay, and cool. honestly, like, a few years back, I used to be one of them social justice warriors until I, again, like, I sat and realized. I'll never I'm be like, an SJW anymore. I, no, no, no. But, like, I really sat and realized. I'm like... All of this, like, literally, all of these artists are predators. <laughs> like, they are. Like, you can't escape it. You really can't. Like, you can't. So, it's just like, you know. Fuck it. Fuck it. Like, fuck this shit. For real. I don't condone any of this shit that R. Kelly has done. He is a asshole, a dickhead, all of the above. Fuck it. But it's just like, he has written a lot of songs that I enjoy. And they're good. And, and they're for- good. And it's like, I'm not And for just- him not to even know how to read. <laughs> Damn, you're illiterate. Oh. Killer, you're illiterate. (laughs) But it's true. It's true. So, okay, let's go to our next topic. So, I want to talk about, it was a trans woman. You don't have to be smart to be talented. I'm just saying. (laughs) You don't. Okay, so, it was a trans woman who said that, I really hope we don't get in trouble for this. But I'm just sharing my thoughts. And if I'm wrong or I'm ignorant or something, this is the beauty of podcast. Y'all could tell us. Y'all could, We're you not could, scared. Literally, you could tell me. But I, this is a podcast and this is our space and I just want to share my thoughts on it. Yeah. So it was a trans woman that said that women don't own periods or pregnancy. Now, this is how I feel. Now, I do think that there's nothing wrong with like, I'm trying to make sure I word this correctly. Cis women. Fuck it. I don't think there's nothing wrong with cis women saying acknowledging the fact that periods and pregnancy is something that is specific to us i don't think it's anything biological female exactly i don't think it's anything 
wrong with that. Me acknowledging that I get periods or me acknowledging that I only I can experience pregnancy. It's just me acknowledging the fact that my journey is different from yours. But that doesn't mean that I don't view you as a woman. Yeah. It doesn't mean I don't view you as a woman. Because some biological I... females can't bear children, mm -hmm. don't have periods. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they just can't do it. Yeah, they they can't. And I don't think, I think you had made a point how about how you felt as though a lot of trans women operate from a place of misogyny sometimes because they started life as men. Is, yeah. So they kind of move with a, I don't even want to say they, entitlement. It's just misogyny. Their sex is male. Like they were born biologically a male, but also their lived experience was male up until a certain point. Mm -hmm. So they view their lives as men in a woman's body now. Right. Like, you know, what? or, or like a femme presenting body. Mm -hmm. So sometimes they can't unlearn certain things because certain things are just embedded in you. And not to say yeah. that other women don't play into misogyny. I'm just yeah. saying that misogyny looks different with men. Right. And that's okay. Yeah, I don't, you know, like we we all have different journeys when it comes to womanhood, and even like me as a straight woman, I could talk to another straight woman. When I want to say straight woman, I want to say another as a cis woman. I can talk to another cis woman, and we still have completely different journeys of womanhood. So it's not just like this conversation is not just exclusive to like cis women and trans women. All of us have different journeys when it comes to womanhood and just experiencing life as a woman. So I don't feel like me acknowledging the fact that periods are exclusive to me, which I don't even want periods anyway. The shit you can have shit, it, y'all. I can have the shit. Um, I don't think that means that I'm coming at you. I don't think it means that I'm trying to say you're any less of a woman. It just means it's just the different. lens is just different. It's very different. So um, yeah. But one thing I do hate though, I do hate how a lot of cis women try to make it seem as though periods well menstrual cycles and pregnancy is like the marker of womanhood because what about women who struggle with fertility exactly and especially when black women make these points because black women are the most infertile out of any race for a and i know this might be news to y'all because y'all believe that we're the most fertile and like we're just we could just get I pregnant think that really a time easily. where we were and here's why i say this there was a lot of medical genocide that was happening to black women mm -hmm. to the point where I think some things became adaptation and we evolved into them. And then on top of that, how they produce certain foods and push it in our communities outside of other and communities. And then medical racism as well. Medical racism, because we have to think about the syphilis experiments it, experiment. We also have to think about how, like, the trial runs of birth control and the sterilizing of, uh, of, of black women because we were actually having children at a very high rate. Um, like, down to... That's why I always say I'm not a feminist, because Susan B. Anthony was Womanist. out here... Susan B. Anthony was actually out here actively working to sterilize black women so that mm -hmm. we could not have that many babies. Exactly. Like, think about all the black, like, think about your grandmothers, your great grandmothers who had 10, 15, 16 kids. And there mm -hmm. was a lot of, there was a lot of other women that weren't able to have those, those kids. Ooh, ooh, mm -hmm. ooh, 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 ooh. Ah. All, all, all great points. Like, 
Like there's certain things that are happening biologically to us that we haven't been able to talk about, even down to the father of gynecology experimenting on us. That even goes back to what we were talking about earlier, how like trauma is passed through generations. So that could also be why we might be the most infertile infertile out of everywhere under a lot of stress yeah it's news to a lot of people because you know there is a belief that you know we were the most fertile but and i truly believe that may there may be some there may have been some basis in that but it's like now it's not that's not the case like we actually we actually struggle Struggle with with infertility infertility the most out of any other race so when y'all especially black women because when it comes to trans issues y'all be very fucking ignorant so when y'all bring up Oh, like I can actually carry a child. Like when Just Hilarious was trying to come at T.S. Madison, like, oh, I can actually birth a child out my vagina. Like I actually get periods. You sound fucking stupid, bitch, because honestly, we struggle with that shit. We struggle with infertility the most. So how do you think? It's a blessing to be able to have a kid. Exactly. So how do you think the black women that follow you who actually cannot have kids? Who have smaller uteruses, who have more than one uteruses, who who have half a uterus, who have endometriosis, who have up, fibroids, yep, yep. who have like um, to make, ovarian cysts. To make that statement knowing that we suffer the most from fibroids. But she probably don't because I'm not going to lie. I love that Just Hilarious is really funny. Like her she type is of, funny. Her type of comedy is actually like very spot on. Mm-hmm. For real. But you're ignorant as fuck. You can tell she don't read. You can tell she don't touch grass. That's very, it's very offensive to really say that kind of stuff when we struggle with infertility the most. So, now, like, and especially me, because I don't, I'm not going to say I'm, just, I'm not infertile or anything like that, but I do have a very small uterus. I talked about this in another episode. So I have like a, a, a uterus abnormality where like I have half of a uterus. So just like me being in this position and just really listening to the shit that you said, it was just very fucking ignorant. I felt confused because it's like, am I less of a woman because maybe I might have a small uterus or maybe I'm. Or not even just me, but just looking at it from another woman's perspective who's actually another woman who's actually infertile, like actually watching it. Like, okay, so am I not a woman because I can't have kids? Like it's you sound so fucking stupid and dense. Like you're whack. (sighs) Really whack. (laughs) Really, truly. So I that's just my thoughts on that whole situation. Again, I really hope I didn't say nothing crazy. If I did say something that's just not please let us correct us. Please let, let us know because we're some very like self-aware holes. Yeah. <laughs> we could take accountability. And we're we open did. to learning. We're not trying to sit here and act like like trans women are not women, you guys. No, because I def I I know for y'all are women. Exactly. Like y'all fall under the scope of women. And sexual sexuality and gender is a spectrum. There wouldn't be, and I hate when people also say there's only two genders. That's actually really not true scientifically. There's also intersex people that you're trying to erase out of here. Oh, yeah. Who are actually yep. born with, like, half a testicle, fucking half a uterus. Yep. Or both genitalia, and you got to, like, choose one. Yeah. Fuck exactly. out of here. They do exist. People be forgetting about them a lot, but they, they exist. They exist. And, of course, oh, intersex people are, like, one and da, 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 But they still are here. That's the thing. They're here. Y'all be trying to erase their existence, and I don't really fuck with it. At all. I feel like a lot of black people, y'all just want, y'all don't necessarily want equality. Y'all just want the privileges that white people have. And we can even talk about that in other episodes about like uh, black civil rights leaders and how they really didn't want civil civil rights for equality. Just Just the same power that white people hold. Men. I just want 
Yeah, I just want y'all to be very honest with yourselves. If y'all could just be honest and stand in that, then I'd be like, oh, okay. And, and even like, even um, you white feminists, ooh, 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 ooh. Y'all don't want equality. Y'all just want the same power as Mac. Exactly. Man. That's literally all that it is. So, you know, um, we got a couple more minutes left. Let's wrap this up with our hear me out. <laughs> I don't really have one. I have one. So my hear me out is Quilly. Oh my <laughs> I feel like Quilly is so hilarious. Like I'll be I watching have one too. I'll be watching his fucking like I'll be watching his little videos on his Instagram. I'll be He's cracking hilarious. the fuck up. He is hilarious. Like he could laugh me out my panties. I'm not gonna lie. So Quilly, if you're watching this, I'm down. <laughs> so that's my hear me out. My hear me out is core. Oh, okay. Why is it core? He is, he is fine to me. I think Core is fine. I just... I just think people will overlook him. I just think that he's so intense. Mm. <laughs> and it's low-key scary. <laughs> and you is might not Scorpio? feel... You might not feel not like he's up. intense because, like, Philadelphia is a tense place. But even though I'm from Philadelphia, I did not grow up in a Philly ish environment okay. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so like he's really philly the fuck out mm-hmm. like that's really a hood nigga and it just excites you not even it's just like this is really dangerous <laughs> <laughs> and um like i wouldn't necessarily like hunch him or anything like that's not really what i want okay you know he had roaches and all the other stuff. Wait, what? Remember he said all that shit in the music? Oh, yeah. Okay. He definitely did. I I don't really want to be around someone who, like, resonates <laughs> with that exactly. Because that's, like, not even, like, it's not even really hard to get roaches now that I think about it. Like, sometimes, like, if there's, like. The area. like Yeah, like, if there's construction and all that other mm-hmm. stuff. But or more so just, like, when he was talking about when his ass smelled like ass and stuff. That's, like. His asthma, like, see, I don't listen to Core like that. I know of him. I know if he's yeah, he about. he said a lot of unhinged stuff in his music, and I just want to know, <laughs> like, okay, so he is. You hear me out, all right? Cool, all right. So that is it for us, y'all. Um, again, also, make sure he seems like he takes life too seriously. Okay, <laughs> okay, y'all. So make sure you. <laughs> She really just blurted that out. Okay. Make sure y'all subscribe to our Patreon. It's only $5 a month. Y'all gotta get all the tea. Yeah, you know, when we wanna be unhinged. When we wanna be unhinged. We'll when we wanna when we don't wanna be the bigger person, we gonna be on our Patreon. But so, you, you niggas know. are not gonna stop this bag that is potential. At okay. Oh, fuck you, bitches. Honestly, truly, I mean that from, from the, the bottom, bottom of, of my, my coochie. <laughs> I was going to say heart, but okay. <laughs> From the bottom of my coochie, I really mean that. Fuck you, bitches. Y'all bitches are not lit in real life. Y'all let the followers get to y'all head. Y'all are corny as fuck. Y'all start fake beefs. Y'all be beefing with yourselves. Fuck y'all. And we still gonna... And y'all buy all y'all clothes from Primark. <laughs> <laughs> We still going to be successful over here. We still going to be sexy over here. We still going to be popping over here. We still going to be some intellectual hoochies over here, which is something that y'all can never do. And we read books in real life, bitch. Maybe pick up one. Maybe. (laughs) 
PSA to some podcasters. Maybe y'all should start doing that and y'all content will be really good. Because it's very obvious that y'all don't read books. But then again, it's like you can read books and you still just can't, ha- you can't have the you guys the be pre- energy mispronouncing or the words that we have. Shit. Y'all do. But and y'all don't look up definitions when you don't know what a word y'all is. Y'all do not look up definitions. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say something, but I'm going to just... Just keep it. I'm going to just keep it. You illiterate ass hoes. Yeah. So make sure y'all subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, and we will see y'all next episode. Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's nothing. I forgot to tell y'all. Okay, we got an event coming up on August, August 11th. 11th. Lover's Night. Um, we gonna be. It's going to be a film screaming um from like philly create so a lot of philly creatives are like linking to like show their screen their talent love yeah and then we're gonna do it we're gonna be hosting a speed dating segment so yes. look out for that if you need a nigga if you need a bitch if you need a non-binary okay come out Pop the fuck out okay so be um, sexy yes be drunk sure be y'all high, look fine. Be whatever. all of it okay so yeah, that's everything, y'all. We will see y'all the next episode. Bye. Bye.